midweek, and we are right back at her. That's the way to go. Uh, phone lines already open, as you know, for the employment hour, 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, you want to reach out, ask a question, something uh, been on your mind about your job, your employer, your employment, please uh, feel free to give us a call over the next 48 minutes, and we'd love to uh, love to talk to you as well. one uh, talk that is toll-free as well. And, of course, Employment Hour at 30, that TV show happens on Global TV and CTV Saturday and Sunday morning, so you can check all of that out. Lior, brother, how are you? What's going on the week that was? Well, you know, I don't know about the week there was, but the day that is is a cold one. My gosh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, time. getting here to to do the show, I uh, I don't know. I had a second thoughts, like maybe the show is not meant to be today. But you know what? <laughs> People need to know about employment law. People need to know about workplace rights. So here you and I are uh, to talk about that, to talk about uh, everything that people need to know about their job, their workplace, uh, the the responsibility that their employers mm-hmm. have, the rights and obligations that you have. So this is an important topic. This is a topic that comes up very often. You know, it's nice to think that we have jobs and everything goes well, and, and in many cases, things do go well, but in many other cases problems arise, questions arise. Maybe someone did something to you or your boss uh, put you in a difficult situation. You want to know what your rights are. Maybe you lost your job and you need to know what does this mean for me, for my family? What am I owed? We talk about those things. Call us right now. Mm -hmm. We're here for most of the hour to answer those questions. And of course, as I always say, uh, you know, I'm only here very, uh, very few times to answer those questions. The rest of the time, I'm in my office. So if you want to talk to me, call me at the office. Let's chat. And uh, despite the cold weather, John, the week that was, let's talk about a couple situations that I saw coming across my desk over the past uh, week or so. Okay. First situation, I got a call from a gentleman who found himself in a very uh, kind of precarious situation. Uh, his employer, well, he, he's someone that, that did work for uh, for clients, for his employer's clients, and would, would bill them. Uh, well, apparently the company wasn't doing so well, and his employer asked him, to fudge his billings, to to bill for more than uh, than he sh- he's supposed to, so that the wow. company could get paid more. And obviously, that's unethical. It's wrong. It could be completely illegal. Uh, and rightfully, this person said, "No, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that." Well, the company backed off, and he didn't hear anything about it for uh, for a couple of weeks. Well, after a couple of weeks, they came back to him and they said, "Well, no, no. We really need you to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this." He didn't want to, and they kept pressuring. They kept pressuring. Eventually, he said, "I, I, I can't take this anymore." And 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 he kind of he went home. He left for the day, and that's when he called me, and he wanted to know what what do I do here? I mean, they keep pressuring me to do things that are illegal. I'm not comfortable. Do I have to do it? What does this mean? Well, first of all, of course, John, he doesn't have to do it, and he shouldn't do it. You should never right. do something that's illegal. It's unethical. It's wrong. Never ever do that. But it goes beyond that. The fact that his employer put him in that position, that that the employer demanded, requested, tried to convince him to do something that's illegal, that in and of itself is a problem. That can result in a constructive dismissal. His employer put him in a position that made it very difficult to continue working, so he now can treat his employment as being terminated and leave with severance. And that's exactly what he's considering right now, and I think that's what he's going to do. And I wanted to bring this up here because you may find yourself in a situation where your employer is asking or demanding that you do something that's wrong, something that you shouldn't do, something that's unethical or immoral, illegal, or maybe even just something that's just not part of your job. Uh, And in those situations, you do have a right to say no. You cannot be punished for it. 
And if the, the situation continues, you may be able to treat your employment as being constructively dismissed. So remember that. It's very important to, to know that. Uh, and, and people have rights, and your employer can't just demand that you do something that's illegal, John. And more so if it turns out you keep saying no and your employer fires you because you won't do something illegal. Well, that, that as you like to say, John, that's a whole bowl of wrong right there. <laughs> it, 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 right. It's, it's clearly something that your employer can do. That could be uh, significant repercussions and damages that the employer has to pay. And if you, if you get fired for refusing to do something that's illegal, yeah, that cannot happen, John. What else you got going on? So I spoke with a gentleman uh, also who uh, found himself uh, in a kind of dilemma with respect to uh, to overtime. So he uh, found that he, there's no way he could get his job done within the, the 40 or so hours that he was supposed to work every week. He just couldn't get it done. Workloads kept increasing. Demands kept increasing. And, you know, he, he, he ended up not taking lunches and working through those lunches, but he still can get the work done. So what did he do? Uh, he asked his employer, you know, can I, can I work overtime? Company said no. But then again, if he didn't get his job done, company started complaining. So he ended up working overtime. And, you know, and, and uh, he has to log in and log out and punch in and punch out. And when the company saw the, the, the overtime hours, they got very upset. And, and they, they, they warned him. And when he continued to work those overtime, they warned him again. And he called me. And he wanted to know what gives here. Uh, on the one hand, they're telling me I have to get the job done, have to get the job done, and when I stay late to get the job done, they're giving me a hard time for staying late. So here's the thing, John. If you need to work overtime to get the job done, the company has to pay for it, okay? Uh, even if they don't approve it, the company has to pay for overtime. If they really don't want you to work overtime and, and they say, well, we're going to discipline you, what I want you to do in that situation is put that in writing. Send an email to the company telling them, that you're asking that I do this work, I can't get this work done in 40 hours, I'm happy to stay late, so you tell me what you want me to do. Put that on them, protect yourself from that situation, but if you do end up working overtime, I want everyone to remember that, and overtime is paid over 44 hours a week, the company has to pay for it if you work it, even if it's not approved. The number, in, uh, by the way, to get a hold of Lior or the rest of the uh, the team at the firm, if you want to reach out uh, when we're not on the air, it's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmenthour.com. But here on the air tonight, you can call in just like Elliot has done. Hey, Elliot, how are you? I'm pretty good, thanks. How are you guys? Good. What's going on with you? Well, I'm not calling for myself, but on behalf of a friend of mine who has recently been fired from her job, uh, she worked for a really big um, international company that's it's headquartered here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't given any reasons for her dismissal. Um, she was under a performance review, but there wasn't any uh, detailing in the performance review itself that had tangibles associated with it. And she was basically walked out of the job, and they didn't give her any reason and only gave her two weeks Two weeks um, pay. Yeah. Now, how long did and, your friend work there for, Elliot? Um, she worked there full time for a year, mm -hmm. and prior to that, she was on contract for half a year, for a full year as well. So two for years full in year. total. Okay. Yeah. So the only way that she gets two weeks is if she, when she started working there, if she had signed an employment agreement that limited her termination entitlements. Now, even though she did nothing wrong, presumably, and and uh, there was no real reason to let her go. Her employer is allowed to let her go. It's simply a question of severance. It's a question of the compensation that she's owed. 
And okay. I, I can tell you that after two years, she could be owed three, four, five months of pay, potentially even more than that, months, not weeks. And, right. And unless, of course, she signed an employment agreement that limits her entitlements. So what I would want to do, Elliot, is I'd like to speak to her. I'd, I'd like to find more about her job, her compensation, and I'd like to see if she did, in fact, sign an employment agreement that limited her entitlements back when she started working for this company. Because if she didn't, and chances are that there isn't anything limiting her entitlements, then she's owed a lot more. She would have been wrongfully dismissed because she's owed more than two weeks' pay. So it's not so much in this case about the reason they let her go. It's about the compensation that they owe her, uh, which, again, because she's owed more than two weeks, that's what makes this uh, an illegal termination. Right. And it actually gets a little bit more uh, precarious because she found out through discussing with her peers after she was let go and also through the things that had happened in the weeks leading up to her dismissal that there was a VP that was heading her department that made a lot of mistakes and was costing the company a lot of money. And she's based, the VP is clearing house of everybody who may be able to point out where her wrongdoings were taking place. And, and many people are being let off at this point because of it. And, you know, that, that's very bad management. That's, that's actually terrible, terrible management. But, and, but as absurd as this is going to sound, what I'm about to say, technically speaking, they could do that. Uh, yeah. As long as they pay severance and, and, you know, really as long as they're not discriminating, as long as they're not letting her go because of her age or medical condition or whatever, ethnicity, then they can let her go with severance. So the question here is that of severance. So, Elliot, what I'd like you to do is take the mm -hmm. next step and have her call me or email me. John here is going to give you the number and I'll talk to her and I'll, I'll help her to get what she's owed. Fantastic. That's what I said she should do in the first place because I listen to your show all the time. <laughs> good man, good man. <laughs> nice. All right. Appreciate it, Elliot. Thank you uh, very much. In that regard, the number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmenthour dot com. Yeah, typical typical scenario. There are two weeks. You know, whatever they figure the minimum was. That's all we owe you. Out you go. Right. Uh, very typical. Uh, and, uh, and you know what? Most people accept it or don't think twice about it because they assume yep. it's right, that they don't have that the correct information. But you know what? Not our listeners. Our listeners, like Elliot, know better. Uh, and, and that's why we're here because, she, yes, she's owed a lot more, and people in that situation are, are all owed a lot more. The number 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell to call in and do what Elliot just did, get some information and walk away. The wiser one 225 talk That number is toll-free for the uh, remainder of the evening as well. Very common questions that Lior gets every day. Well, that's part of one. I got two weeks' pay. Is that right for a year's work? There's one of them. But there's, uh, there's lots more you want to talk about, right? Absolutely. You know, what we're going to talk about in between our phone calls today is some, some common questions that I get. And, and because they're common, because I get them every day, I know that our, our, our listeners have those questions as well. So we're going to talk about right. those, answer those, and hopefully uh, provide some information to everyone. Well, here's one for you off the hop here as we, uh, before we take a break. Anyway, what can I do if I think that my boss is setting me up in order to fire me? Very, very common question and an important one, and it's a terrible situation to be in if you you believe that your boss, instead of you know being there to, to help you, support you, and, and kind of manage you, uh, is is really trying to undercut you and, and, and fire you. Well, if you believe that your boss or your company is trying to come up with reasons to fire you, don't make it easy on them. 
So what you want to do instead is express your own concerns. If you think they've said you've, that you've done something that you don't, don't agree with, say so and say so in writing. If they've accused you of something that you did and you don't agree, put that in writing. If they've complained about your performance, but there's a reason why maybe your performance was not good, put that in writing. If you think that someone is mistreating you, again, put that in writing. Create your own case. So if your employer is building a case against you, build your own case. By doing that, one of two things will happen. Either they won't let you go, or if they do let you go, we're not gonna, they're not going to be able to allege cause. In other words, you're going to be able to get your full compensation. The worst thing that you can do if your employer is trying to build a case to fire you for cause is to do nothing, is to be quiet, is to sit there and hope that it's going to figure itself out. It won't. You're playing into the company's hands in that situation. Respond in writing, and, and that's the way you protect your rights. We'll get to more of these. In the meantime, we uh, flip over to phone calls as well. David, good evening. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you, gentlemen? Good, sir. What's uh, what's going on in your world tonight? Um, I, I got a question. I, I, I understand that a company doesn't have to give you a reason to let you go. Um, my question is, if a company does let someone go, can they turn around and rehire someone else for that exact same position? Yes. Uh, the, the general rule is, yes, the company can do that, again, as long as they pay you severance. The only time when, when they may not be able to do that is a situation, let, let me give you an example. Let's say a woman is, is let go while she's on maternity leave, and the company says, oh, we're letting you go because of a restructuring, and it's nothing to do with the maternity leave, and then they turn around and, and they hire a replacement. Well, in that situation, clearly the company is lying. There's no restructuring. They're probably letting the person go because of the maternity leave, which is discrimination. In that case, that would be illegal. But in most cases, if the company says, you know what, I'm not so keen on Bob, I want to hire Joe instead, they could do that, but they have to pay full severance. Now, David, is that your situation? Is uh, Have you been let go? Uh, no, but I know someone is in that situation. So so what so, you need to tell them is that they, they're, even though nothing can be done about the fact that the company may have lied and the company hired a replacement, but your friend needs to make sure that they get proper severance. So tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com or, or to just call me directly uh, because they the chances are that they're owed a lot more than what they may have been offered. Fair enough. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. Appreciate that. And here is that number to call Lior after. It's one 821 5900 We'll take a short break and get these phone lines full for you to ask your questions as well. we got lots of room. Bring them on in. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and one 225 talk That is toll-free. This is the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. And we are back at it. You bet you know that number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one 225 talk toll-free, the topic for the evening. Uh, if we get to more of it here in just a bit, very common questions that Lior gets every day. But first, as always, our phone callers, our listeners have top, top priority. Kathy, thank you for hanging on. How are you? Hi, hello. How you doing? Good. What's going on with you? I have a question. This is not for me, but it's something for my boyfriend. His company is basically pushing him to go to a different province to work. Um, and just to give you a little background, there have been having throughout the 10 years that I know him, a lot of people let go, ribs and all of that. Uh, that's question number one. And the question number two, um, my question is, can they do that? Um, the question number two is management in his department has been changing over and over and over. And Obviously, it seems like every work or effort that he does 
to be promoted, it kind of goes back to square one every single time. Um, so how can he, like, how can he approach his management with regards to this issue? And also, how can he make sure that his rights are not being violated by, uh, you know, a company pushing you to go somewhere uh, right. that you, you know, you don't want to? Can you get fired for it? Like- so, Kathy, first of all, the company cannot make him relocate, certainly not out of province. Now, if it's one of those things where they say, you know, we need you once a month to go on a business trip in uh, uh, British Columbia, that may be access- acceptable. But if they wanted to relocate, he absolutely can say no. Uh, and it, one of two things will happen. Either they'll, they'll back off, okay, and they, and they will say, okay, no problem, or they let him go, but then they have to pay him severance. Remember, a company then, can can let someone go for any reason, but they would have to pay him severance, Kathy. But what if it starts something temporarily where it says, okay, you know, we're going to do for you know, a month, month and a half, and it kind of starts mm-hmm. going from there on? Well, I mean, if he wants to, if he agrees to relocate for a short period of time, he needs to, to he needs to put that in writing, even in an email, and say, okay, I'm going to try this for a month, and then I'm going to see, or whatever, uh, two months. As long as that's clear that that's what he's doing, that's fine. And after that, he can say, I'm, I'm okay with it or I'm not okay with it. But the fact that, that he doesn't have any legal obligation to do that, they can't fire him for cause for not doing that, it, it's, it's a big deal, obviously, to have to relocate. Now, uh, in terms of your, your, your second question, uh, the best advice I would say is uh, have, have a meet with his, his boss and try to get them to put something in writing in terms of here's the expectations from, uh, for you in terms of a promotion. Here's what you need to do, one, two, three, four, five. And then, you know, follow up with them when he does, you know, the things on the list. Again, send them an email, put that in writing. I've done those things. I've done all these five things. You know, put them on the spot. Make sure that they, they can't just ignore him. Legally, they don't have to give him a, a promotion. But if he does it that way, at least they'll have to explain why they don't. So that's probably the best advice I can give you in terms of the promotion. But if they do uh, give him a hard time about relocating, uh, probably best to have him call me so I can discuss with him uh, all, this, uh, all his options. Kathy, appreciate your call. Going to let you go. one 821 to uh, follow up with Lior and the team at a, uh, at a later date. We'll move on here to, uh, to Corey. Hey, Corey, good evening. Hi, guys. Uh, I just got a few questions. Uh, yep. I work for a company that uh, I'm in technical sales and in automation. I've been there for 22 years. Um, we have a, a manager that basically now um, doesn't get back to me for emails. He's uh, trying to, I believe, constructively dismiss me. Um, and also when I need special pricing or whatever, he's doing everything in his power to ensure um, that I don't um, make my sales target. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, I have good performance reviews for the past 22 years, but he's going out of his way to constructively dismiss me. Um, and also we're having retirees, so they're wanting to do my territory I already have and another full-time territory for the same salary and force me into doing another job. And uh, I'm looking to get another job and leave the company. I've documented all this, and also I've saved emails of cases where I've been uh, verbally abused via email. I have it in writing, and I'm just wondering if I should also take that to the Human Rights Commission. 
Well, it, it probably wouldn't necessarily be a human rights issue. It's only a human rights issue if you're, you're, if you're being mistreated or abused based on a prohibited ground because of your age or race or you know sexual orientation, one of those things. Yeah, there if is he's, stuff it, in there. Yeah, it's grounds of way outside of them latitude, yeah. Okay, well, then there may be a human rights issue as well. And now you're, you may already be in a constructive dismissal situation, uh, you know, given and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's a good thing. What I mean by that is you may be in a position right now to leave with severance. Uh, and after 22 years, you could be looking at anywhere from you know 18 to 24 months of pay that, that they would owe you. And that, we're talking about significant amounts. You know, the mistreatment at work, they're not supporting you, the changing your job, all those could be a constructive dismissal. Now, one thing to, to, rem to keep in mind is you said you're looking for a job and, and leave, and that's absolutely fine. Uh, but if you uh, find another job and, and, and leave, uh, any severance you may get from, from this company would be slim to none. You, you probably wouldn't be able to pursue a constructive dismissal, or if you did, your entitlements would be very minimal because you would have found another job. So if you are interested in, in leaving with severance, probably the best time to, be, to do that would be now, before you actually find another position. Uh, so if you want to discuss that, if you want to talk about getting out of there, again, with compensation, which, again, for you would be significant amount of compensation, uh, you should reach out to me as soon as possible. Uh, and I think the time to do that would be right now. Okay, yeah, thanks for the information. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't, I actually have a lot of uh, time there and whatever, and it's unfortunate that uh, I don't really want to leave, but, uh, it's unfortunate that I, but I'm not scared of them or I'm not backing down. I've been documenting and going after Perfect. my manager already. Smart. So, yeah. um, I, so, th I so have that from a legal standpoint, that, that that is ultimately the recourse. I mean, you obviously can stay there, no question, and uh, and that's that's fine. But if if you don't want to stay there, you you probably are now in a position to leave with compensation, uh, and you know it, it may not be a bad idea to kind of say, okay, this is. Not something that I wanted, but they've put me in this situation. I'm going to get my compensation and move on to a better place. And how about going after this manager with a lawyer beforehand and maybe trying to litigate this manager uh, either out of the company or whatever and going after him legally? It's a great big company. So this is only one manager that's causing my aggravation, uh, going full force after him. And no, you, you can't really now. go after a, a, a manager personally in, in this situation. Uh, there's really no cause of action against the manager. I understand why you, you would want to. I would probably as well. But no, the only recourse really would be the constructive dismissal. There would be no cause of action against the manager personally, even though he is the root of the problem. Now, the Corey. only thing you may be able to do, sorry, sorry, John, is you may be able to speak to the human resources and tell them here's what the manager is doing and see if they can intervene. But in terms of legal action against them, probably not something that you can do. Corey, you want to follow up? Do so. As Leora mentioned, uh, give him a call, one 821 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. Really appreciate your call. You as well, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That is toll free. Get on the line. Hang on there. We will get to you. Got to uh, get to Nicole now. Hey, Nicole. Good, uh, good, uh, good evening, actually. How are you? Hi. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have a... Uh, uh... Well, I guess I guess I'll start from the beginning. I was employed on a short-term project, mm -hmm. and there was uh, initially a contract for a few months, and that was written. Um, then they renewed for another few months, and that was a verbal. They renewed a second time for another few months, um, and so this was this was verbal again, but in group meeting. 
And so at the end of the first renewal, um, my employer just suddenly terminated me without cause and denied that the second renewal even happened, seeing that only some people, seeing that at this group meeting, only some people uh, will continue on until that day. And it was only a project extension date and not like um, a contract renewal date. Um, and and so, I mean, like, I... Um, like I know what I heard, and uh, you know there there was another person that was also uh, terminated the same way. Um, you know I like to get my pay for what I would earn for the second renewal, um, but they're also saying like oh that they wouldn't have renewed me, saying that there were um, these per- performance issues and it's really bogus. And, and so like yeah, I just want no, I want to confirm like am I entitled to pay until the um, end of the second renewal? Um, now, how long like, was the second renewal supposed to be? For how many more months? Uh, for six more months. Okay. And how long have you been there now total? Uh, that was eight months. So you've been in between when you started until they let you go about eight months. Now, did they pay you any severance? Only because I, um, I, I complained to employment standards and was very little, like only a couple of weeks. And, and so... Um, yeah, not six months. <laughs> okay, so here's the problem. Because of the fact that you fi- you filed a formal complaint with Employment Standards? Yeah. So the reality is because uh, because you've done that, you're now uh, prevented from pursuing your, your full entitlements. That's one of the problems with filing a, a complaint uh, you know, with the government, with employment standards, is that you prevented, you, you, you would have been owed more, okay? Either to the end of the contract, that's supposed to be that six months, or potentially two or three months uh, severance, you would have been owed uh, one of the other. But because you filed the, that complaint, unfortunately, at this point, you're, you're stuck. You, you can't also pursue your full entitlements. Uh, and that's, that's a very common thing. We've talked about this on the show before, and that are situations where people file that, co- that complaint with the Ministry of Labor. In doing that, they give up their rights through their full entitlements, and that's a terrible situation. And the government doesn't tell you that that's what happens, but mm-hmm. that is what happens. So unfortunately, Nicole, it, it's bad news in that, yes, you would have been owed more, but because you filed that complaint with the Ministry of Labor, uh, with the Employment Standards, you, you, you're now essentially uh, stuck and, and you can't get what your, your full entitlements were. Appreciate that call, Nicole. Again, this is one of those situations, in fact, the one situation where you do not want to call you know, the Employment Standards branch or uh, the employment office is when you lose your job for severance. Do not call them. You, you can't, should not, you know, and, and our regular yeah. listeners know that, that because mm-hmm. the Ministry of Labor can only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements, and they can only pursue those minimum entitlements that are only a fraction of what you're actually owed. And if you file a formal complaint, you give up those entitlements, you're stuck, and, and you lose out. In cases, in many cases, it could be tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Terrible situation. Please, please don't do that. We'll get to Tom. Hey, Tommy, how are you? Oh, so good. What's going on? What's happening with you? Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking at buying a company, and uh, the, the numbers look good, but I've found out through other sources other than the owners of the company that the guy they have is their sales manager who makes about 140 grand a year. He's a guy who's got hands on all the girls, and there's been complaints from some of the female employees to the owners. They've done nothing. And then I found out from some of the customers that even the husbands of some of the female customers have come to the business complaining about how this guy 
uh, let's just say, how he treats their, their wives. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want this guy. So I'm thinking about making the offer of the company conditional on, on them getting rid of the guy. What, like what position would that put me in as far as, as paying out his severance? Mm-hmm. Or, well, or in yeah. those cases, is there a severance needed? Well, here's the thing. Uh, if you don't take him on, in other words, if the agreement is that they take care of him, in other words, they pay him whatever they, they need to pay him, that's their problem at that point, if that's what they agree. You don't have to pay him any severance. Now, they may be in a position to let him go for cause uh, because of all those things that you've said, which means that they won't have to pay him any severance. Uh, but that aside, whether they do or don't, it's their issue, and, and you absolutely should put in the agreement that uh, that with respect to to employees that you don't hire, they have to let that that person go or, and 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 settle up with them, and that's fine. You don't have to hire any employees. Now, in fact, you don't even need to put that in the agreement. In fact, the only thing that you 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 don't want to have in the agreement is that you will hire him. If the agreement simply says uh, you'll hire whoever you want, then you hire whoever you want, and whoever you don't hire becomes the seller's problem, not yours. Okay? What you don't want to do is you don't want to take this guy on because he's trouble, and then you're going to have liability if if he does all those things that you've described. Oh yeah. So yeah, deal with the the previous company, have them deal with him, and uh, you stay far far away from him. Well, that's good advice, Leo. I've used you in the past, and you remember about five years ago, you did a real good job for me, and we're now buying that company. Oh, good, man. That's great. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah, the guy got his job. I, you know, it was flowers, so you might remember that. And Yes, uh, I remember that. Yes, I do. Yes, you remember that, the reprisal and the whole thing. Now we're in a position to buy that damn company. Oh, good. Good. Well, really? Good luck, and happy to chat more if you want. Thanks, for Leo. We'll keep you in mind. All right, man. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate that, pal. We're going to move on to uh, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Good evening. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's your concern? Uh, I've been with the company for eight years, and I've never had any issues. Um, I've had great reviews. Now, what's happened is is that um, I actually hurt myself on September 27th, and a WSIB claim while at work. Now, in the past um, two weeks, I have gotten three written warnings. Um, and they're trying to basically kick me out because I can not really do my job anymore. So I'm looking for advice. And, and you obviously think that the uh, the whole genesis of this, the, the whole reason why they're mistreating you is because of that injury. It, absolutely. So, in the written warnings, they've pointed out uh, workmanship uh, um, issues and things like this, which is, quite frankly, not true. Now, if, in fact... There's limitations on your ability to do your job because of your medical condition, uh, which may impact performance. Then you need to have a doctor send a, a note saying, you know, here's uh, here's Jamie's limitations and here's how his performance could be affected because of the medical condition. Because yeah. it needs to be clear and obvious that to the extent that there's some problems with your work, it's not because you're slacking off. It's not because you're not working hard. It's because of the fact that you're dealing with a medical condition. So, so you want that from your doctor, okay? Yeah. Very, very important. And that, that protects you. Actually, now, actually yeah, I ahead. already have that. Good. And, and what they did was they gave me a worker that is inexperienced, and then they tried blaming it all on me. But so what I, what I want you to do then, given the fact that you have something from your doctor and, and you know, they've given you these warnings or, or negative performance reviews, uh, you need to respond to them. And in writing, 
you need to send an email saying, here's why, why I disagree, here's the issues that you've raised, and here's what's actually happened, or you know, this is all because of my medical condition, whatever the response is, whatever the, the, the answer to those allegations uh, is, or you need to provide that and in writing. That protects you. Because what that means is if despite that, they decide to let you go, then number one, obviously you're going to be entitled to, to full severance. But beyond that, this also could be a human rights issue. If they let you go because of the fact that you, you applied for WSIB or because of the fact you have a medical condition, that's illegal. That's a human rights violation. So what you don't want to do is just kind of take it and, and be silent and, and, and move on. If they're saying you've done something wrong, say why you disagree with it. Put that in writing. Protect yourself. And if they do let you go, get on the phone, call me right away, and I'll help you. Perfect. I thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate that, uh, Jamie. And looking ahead, it's one eight five five eight two one. 5900 and help at employmenthour.com. Very common questions you get every day. We've dealt with a bunch so far this show uh, live as well on the phones because that's why they're common. They keep coming through. Another one is, um, do I have to accept going on a temporary layoff? We talk about the temporary layoff numerous times during a month. Yes, absolutely. And then I actually had someone at the office earlier today call me with a oh. temporary layoff situation. And, you know, that is a very common question. I've been laid off temporarily. Do I have to accept this? So, so let's, you know, kind of clarify what that means. A temporary layoff situation is a is a situation where your employer is saying, we're not firing you. We're not letting you go. We're putting you on a temporary layoff, and maybe in a few months, if big business picks up, we'll call you back to work. We don't know, but we're hopeful. And in the meantime, you, you hang in there, sit, sit tight, and, and see what happens. And do you have to accept that? Well, the answer is no, 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 you don't. Why? Because a company does not have a right to lay you off temporarily. That temporary layoff is, in fact, a termination. Even though the company says, oh, no, no, we're not letting you go, guess what? They are. The law decides that that is a termination, and because of that, they owe you full severance. So you have the right, in most cases with a temporary layoff, to treat that as a termination, and no, not just sit at home and wait and hope for the best. Get your severance right now and move on to another job. Now, the the exception to that is a situation where they've laid you off in the past temporarily and you let them do it. You sat at home and eventually went back. So by by letting them do it that first time, a year ago, 10 years ago, whenever that was, you've created that, that precedent. You've, you've created that history. And because of that, now they may be able to do it again. So don't let that happen. If you've been laid off temporarily, call me. Before you do anything else, call me, email me. Let's talk about it. You may be able to treat that as a termination and get your severance. Another one is, uh, how many warnings does my employer have to give me before they can fire me outright? Yeah, big question, very uh, common one. Uh, I've been warned, I did something wrong, okay, my bad, but how many warnings before I should actually be worried about my job? Well, it, it does depends. Uh, it, it depends. It depends on how bad it is or how bad your actions are. What did you actually do? Obviously, the, the worse the conduct, the less warnings are required before your employer can fire you for cause. But... As a general rule, I'd like to see three warnings or at least least three disciplinary measures before the employer can be in a position to fire someone for cause. So first warning, second warning, final warning, and then potentially a termination for cause. Now, in some situations, uh, the company may have to give more than that. In other situations, it could be less than that. But as a kind of general guidelines, three warnings, three disciplinary measures is what I'm looking for. We'll get to Jason here. Uh, let me just get my mouse happening. There it is. Jason, we'll get to you. Got a couple minutes left in the show. Uh, what's on your mind, pal? Hey, good 
Good evening, guys. Thank you for taking sure. the call. Sure. Quick question. Yep. So I've been at a company three years. Um, I, I've been working here as a supervisor role. Now, with that role, um, I was on uh, salary, let's say 50 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Anything above those 50 hours was agreed to be paid hourly at a certain rate, which okay. works out to the same as my salary. Now, what has happened as of recently, the owner has claimed he was unaware of it. He's decided to take away those extra hours above and beyond and uh, change my salary by very minimal. Is that okay or what? Like I, seem like, I feel like I'm losing money each week now putting in the extra hours. Yeah, it seems like you are losing money, and, and what they've done is obviously they've, they've you know, messed around with your compensation. They changed the terms of your employment, and that is something that an employer generally does not have a right to do. What I mean by okay. that is if your employer changes those terms of compensation, you can treat that potentially as a constructive dismissal. So even though they're not allowed to do it, it doesn't mean necessarily that there's a way to stop them. It's not like you can say, well, you know, under Section 17, I'm, I'm going to stop you doing that. Yeah. All that means is you have a right, if you want, to treat that as a termination and leave with your severance. Now, you've been there, was, is it eight years or so, you said, or three years? Uh, sorry, it's been three years. Three years, I'm sorry. Uh, and, and how old are you, uh, Jason? I'm 35. 35, is it a sales position? No, it's a management position of an uh, infrastructure company. Okay, so someone in your situation could be looking at five, six months pay potentially uh, as your severance. So that's what's at stake for you if you decide to pursue this as a constructive dismissal. Now, if that's something that you want to do, I don't want you walking in there tomorrow and quitting. Before you do anything, I want you to call me. I want to talk to you. I want to see a copy of your employment agreement. I want to understand better the compensation uh, issue. And on that basis, we can decide to pursue it. Jason, appreciate that call. That's a good way to end the show tonight. Moving forward, you want to get a hold of Lior or uh, his crew? No problem. It is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com. You always consult severancepaycalculator.com before you sign any severance offer. Then make the phone call. That's generally the way we do it around here. And we'll do it again Monday night, the weekend shows, and of course, Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV Saturday and Sunday mornings. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio.